0: Last week on the show, we looked at the square neck acoustic guitars of my guitar arsenal. This week, we'll look at the square neck resonator guitars of my guitar arsenal. And this episode will prove especially useful to you if you have any interest whatsoever in beard guitars, because I have six of them I'm going to show you, and they all sound very different. Hey TAC family, welcome to episode 302 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show, a show packed full of inspiration and fun, designed to help you get more progress, fulfillment, and joy from your acoustic guitar journey. Throughout today's episode, yes, I will be keeping you in the loop with some acoustic news you can use, including the new sound of an old guitar, another nugget of musical wisdom from Tony Rice, and much, much more. But first, let's have a look at the six-beard, square-neck resonator guitars of my guitar arsenal. kicking things off with this credit. Brulee Model E. This is a beard Model E that is all dressed up in what I think is one of the most beautiful finishes they've ever done and they've done some absolute dandy finishes as i mentioned this is a beard model e square neck 25 inch scale ebony fingerboard with the beautiful snowflake inlays inch and three quarter at the nut you've got a roller nut on here because this is equipped with a hip shot double shot that allows me to go from bluegrass g tuning gbd gbd to an open d tuning d a d f sharp a d at least that's how i have it set up anyway all the hardware Is blacked out. It's got locking tuners, and I just have to say, you know, what drew me to this guitar was its looks. I mean, it's all solid maple, a beautiful piece of flame maple on the top, on the neck, on the sides, on the back. I mean, it's it is absolutely glorious, and uh, so the looks drew me to this guitar. But when I received it, I actually ordered it from the Guitar Sanctuary. Um, When I received it, the sound blew me away acoustically it was rich it was full it had power and it had the kind of power that I'm not used to from a resonator guitar it had body yet it had bite I'm not sure how Paul Beard and his crew do it but this guitar offers warmth but this wonderful cutting piercing projection that I have not experienced on any other instrument to what I will call the quintessential Beard Model E. You've got to hear this thing. You're thinking to yourself tone you just showed me a model E and here you are saying you have another model E yes I'm gonna call this the quintessential model E because when Paul Beard and crew introduced the model E uh, some time ago this is the shape and form that it came in with this beautiful amber burst all curly maple a little bit deeper body and when I say curly maple I mean this is one of the most tightly flamed pieces of curly maple I have ever seen and if uh, that makes Maple wasn't enough for you this guitar is bound completely in curly maple a nice contrasting natural curly maple against that amber finished curly maple uh, you've got the standard kind of dobro appointments and i want to say that word loosely because dobro is like um, calling uh, dobro is the equivalent of calling a tissue a kleenex kleenex is a brand name dobro is a brand name what we're really dealing with today are square neck resonator guitars. I just wanna be clear, I wanna kind of settle the score. Uh, as you can see, this does have a roller nut as well because it is equipped with the hip shot double shot, uh, which allows me to switch between two tunings effortlessly, uh, specifically again, open bluegrass G, GBD, GBD low to high, and then an open D major, low to high, D A D F F sharp, AD. Uh, locking tuners on this and just an overall glorious guitar, ebony fingerboard, snowflake inlay on it. Uh, this guitar absolutely scores screams. And one of the big differences between this model E and the one that you just saw is that the one you just saw has what they call quarter round, So it's not bound and the edges are rounded over. This one has a square edge. And again, it's bound in curly maple, just kind of more of a a classic look. And this has a distinctly different sound than the one you just heard. So let's listen to it right now. Another Model E, but this one is very, very, very different. The guts of this guitar are completely different than anything you have ever seen before in your life. I can guarantee that, but before I explain why, let's go ahead and hear it. This is technically another Beard Model E, but only in terms of body dimensions. You've got the same 25 inch scale, you've got the same body depth, and overall the same looking guitar, but internally, this guitar is very different. This is a beard, bell beard. And what that means is there is a main 12-inch cone sitting underneath the spider bridge like all the guitars I'm gonna show you today. They're all spider cone resonator guitars. But this guitar, the bell beard, also has another cone mounted in front, a 10-inch sympathetic resonator cone that adds some extra extra, um, extra zing to the notes. It adds a little bit of extra uh, warmth and sustain to the guitar as a whole. Now this guitar is already warm because it is all solid mahogany, back, top, and sides. Uh, as you'll note here, this is quarter round. As I was mentioning before when we looked at the last Model E, um, this guitar has that quarter round feature so it has this nice smooth edge to it. All the hardware is blacked out here, a gloss blackout. Uh, bone nut because this does not have the the hip shot installed so this is a single tuning guitar I love it for standard bluegrass open G um, goto tuners it this beautiful kind of red amber burst finish and this guitar I've gotten a lot of comments about this guitar whenever I play it next to the other uh, maple ones that I have, saying that this guitar just has something special. Now I do think it's a combination of the tone woods, but also that extra sympathetic resonator cone. So let's go ahead and listen to it again. This is the Beard Bellbeard. Mm-hmm. look at the Josh Swift standard model. Who's Josh Swift? Well, Josh Swift is an awesome bluegrass dobro player. No, I'm sorry, square neck, resophonic guitar player. He's got the tasty licks. He's got the speed. He's got the sensitivity. He's got the intonation. He's got the full package. But he also has what I would consider a golden ear. So when I heard he was designing an artist model in conjunction with Paul Beard, I thought, that's probably going to be pretty amazing. And it turns out it absolutely is. Now this is one of two Josh Swift models that I own. This one is very different from the one you're about to see and it sounds very different as well, but they both sound good in their own unique ways. I'm not talking like everybody's a special snowflake here. I'm just saying that these guitars share a similar name, well, the same name, but the two guitars I'm gonna show you are very different. This one is all birch laminate. The top birch laminate, the back and sides birch laminate. Now, when you hear laminate, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, ugh, it must not sound good. Not true, it's actually quite rigid and it projects very strongly, and most of the older, square neck resophonic guitars uh, are constructed out of laminate material. So it really functions as a speaker box and less as a, a, a resonating surface as you would have with like a, you know, an acoustic guitar with a spruce top. So think of these resonator guitar bodies like, uh, like a speaker box in a way you've got the standard 12 inch spider cone underneath that beautiful blacked out cover plate. All the hardware is blacked out. You've got the hip shot double shot, which is again allows me to go between two different tunings at a quick little flip of a lever I've got uh, open G that's actually pretty in tune and then I've got open D pretty darn close. This thing's pretty darn accurate. It's really cool. Um, Anyways, you've got an ebony fingerboard on it. And instead of actual physical frets, they've just inlaid the position markers. Uh, Kind of actually kind of has a classy look to it, in my opinion, and collects a little bit less dust. But as I'm looking at this guitar, it's covered in dust. Uh, The last time I played this instrument out live, because I rotate through all the guitars pretty frequently, uh, was at Pine Creek Pine Creek Lodge here in Montana with Charlie Parr. And it was one of the first shows back from kind of the COVID lockdown. And all these folks were dancing in front of us and there was the biggest cloud of dust and likely smoke as well. And uh, this guitar got covered in dust. So I'm still looking at some remnants of that. Uh, Another thing you're gonna notice, uh, obviously that that roller nut to accommodate the hip shot, double shot. Uh, It's got a snake head headstock with locking tuners. Just a a really beautiful aesthetic, but also allowing for a straight string pull, which I I think is a a side benefit of that headstock. I always am drawn to it by the looks, but always forget that it has an actual function as well. Uh, Nonetheless, an awesome guitar. And I think you'll find out very quickly here that Although it's all laminate, it sounds pretty damn good. from one Josh Swift to another. Note, this is the Josh Swift signature model, not the Josh Swift standard model you just heard. There's a pretty significant difference between the two. But first, let's have a listen. This is the ultimate bluegrass dobro, plain and simple. This thing absolutely screams, it sounds stiff, it projects stiff notes, and I say that it, these notes have an edge to them. They have a bite that you need to cut through a bluegrass jam or any you know, musical setting where you're kind of competing for your own slice of the sonic pie although it shouldn't feel like you're competing, but let's be honest, sometimes it does. This is based off of a Model E, as was the Josh Swift standard that we just looked at, but this one is all solid maple. It's got the quarter round edges. It's got this wonderful black gray sunburst. I know they have a specific name for it, but. I'm kind of forgetting it right now, uh, as I mentioned, solid maple on the top, back and sides, uh, square neck, as I mentioned on all of these instruments, the hardware is done in what they call, I think it's called volcanic ash. So it's like a, it's like a powder coat that really accentuates the, the gray out of the, uh, uh, the color. I don't even know if I'm describing that correctly. Whitney, my wife, would tell you right now that I'm colorblind and I shouldn't even be trying to describe color. Uh, So, but I'm trying my best. Hey, I'm just trying my best here. Uh, It's got that volcanic ash cover plate, tailpiece, and the uh, sound hole rings there. Bone nut because it does not have the hip shot double shot. I'm not changing tunings on this one all that much. Pretty much lives in bluegrass Open G, GBD, GBD, low to high. Uh, These beautiful Goto tuners that have the volcanic ash buttons as well. Snakehead headstock. Uh, you'll see unique inlay on the fretboard and I forgot to look up the actual name but it reminds me of like a um, kind of an Air Force pin you know the Air Force logo it doesn't have a star in it but it just just that's what it reminds me of actually now that I am talking about it I think it's called the shockwave inlay pattern not entirely sure on that but nonetheless it's a cool inlay, and it's got Josh Swift's signature where is it up here uh, clear over the body so Again, uh, position markers are inlaid, they're not actual frets, which I think contributes greatly to the wonderful aesthetic of this. This is a smooth looking guitar, but don't let looks fool you. This is a junkyard dog of a bluegrass resonator instrument. Uh, Let's go ahead and listen to it. dirty, dusty guitar, this is the one. This is the OG for me. This is the very first Beard square neck resonator guitar I ever got. It is a vintage R model. Let's go ahead and listen to it. I ordered this guitar back in 2008 when I first moved to Montana. I had just joined a bluegrass band and I needed to step up my game in terms of the instrument I was playing. And I knew about Beard guitars for quite a bit. In fact, right when I left Old Town School of Folk Music, I had just brought in Beard guitars and I was really happy we were a dealer and we ordered a Model E, it showed up, my jaw hit the floor, it was like the holy grail for me and it remained that way for quite some time. I only got those Model E's probably in the last four years or so. But when I moved to Montana, the the taste of a Beard Resonator guitar was very much in my mouth still. So I ordered this from Elderly Guitars, again in 2008, mail ordered, sight sight unseen uh, uh, sound unheard I, I don't even think that's a true description a true way to describe anything but i hadn't heard it i hadn't even seen it i just knew they had one so i ordered it when it showed up i was so happy i, I fell in love with this instrument i am still in love with this instrument it is a vintage r model uh, all laminate construction it's a finish uh, birch laminate done under this beautiful kind of uh, kind We'll call it a classic sunburst. Classic, you know, dobro hardware package, which is a term I just came up with, it's not official. Uh, Chrome fan cover plate, uh, chrome tailpiece screened sound hole covers. You'll notice this has a rosewood fretboard with actual frets inlaid, uh, bone nut, and uh, the back and sides I mentioned, if I didn't, they're all finished birch laminate as well. Again, done in that beautiful sunburst. It's all bound in ivoroid. Uh, the headstocks, classic beard headstocks, small button goto tuners. And this has been a faithful companion uh, for me since the day I got it. And I still love playing this guitar. It's a little bit more of a, um, a thinner body than what you've heard so far. Uh, all of the Model E's and other models you've heard up until this point have had a little bit deeper of a body. This is a thinner body. It's modeled after the old, I think like Regal Dobros, uh, the Dobro Dobros. And um, just, a. I can't say enough good things about this guitar. It's got the road scars. It's got the, the dings, the dents, the bruises. Uh, It's been with me for a long time at a lot of gigs and uh, just love stringing this up and and playing it. Uh, Speaking of stringing things up, they're already strung. I don't have to string it up to play it. But uh, all the strings on all the guitars I've played are Daddario, nickel bronze, resophonic guitar strings. And I wish I could tell you the gauges off the top of my head. But I can't. They're the Daddario nickel-bronze resophonic guitar strings. I think they're a great match for these instruments. And uh, without further ado, I'll quit uh, sharing my love of this guitar verbally and let you actually hear how beautiful it sounds. six beard square neck resophonic guitars in my guitar arsenal. The only six square neck resophonic guitars in my guitar arsenal because I just absolutely love them so much. I could see how this could very much come across as a sponsored video. It's not. I've purchased all of these instruments through the last, well, since 2008. Um, and I got to tell you uh, just a very quick aside. I am a uh, continuously astonished by the work that Paul Beard and his crew does. Uh, Denny, shout out, hopefully you're watching. Um, Their crew, the instruments that they are making are just mind-blowingly awesome and they are some of the the kindest, most down to earth folks you could ever deal with. If you ever have a question, call the shop, you'll likely talk to Denny, and uh, he is an encyclopedia of knowledge when it comes to square neck resonator guitars. In fact, every one of these, except for this one, when I didn't know Denny at all, um, I've actually called him to talk to about, uh, prior to me purchasing, and he's always led me down the right path. He's always said, this has a sound that you don't have. And uh, he's been right every step of the way. So quick shout out to the to the folks at uh, the beard shop. Just keep doing what you're doing. You guys are awesome. Uh, Thank you for making such beautiful instruments. Okay and the love note to Paul Beard and crew. Uh, Enter, uh, which one of these did you like the most? Let me know in the comments below. Was it the Creme Brulee Model E? Was it the Standard Model E? Was it the Josh Swift Standard? Was it the Josh Swift Signature? Was it the Bell Beard? Or was it this Vintage R? Uh, Let me know in the comments below. And if you have any questions about Beard guitars as a whole, you can throw those down there as well. I'd love to answer them in a future episode. Answer them in a future episode mashing my words together today. It must be the baby. Uh, you know, Whitney and I just had Grayson back on July 8th. I guess it'd be about a month now at the time this episode airs. And uh, I am running on fumes. I'm talking like no sleep. So pretty happy that I've spoken this long without goofing up terribly. But uh, you know, the, the day is young. The episode is young. Uh, let me go ahead and clear this stuff out. I'll get the desk ready and I'll share with you some acoustic news you can use. First up on the news docket today, Overhaul Guitars. Overhaul Guitars is a shop that takes old guitars and spruces them up. Think like those old department store guitars, old Regals, Stellas, Washburns, Lion and Healy. Well, they take these older guitars, get on the inside, change the guts to help them live for another hundred years and also optimize them so they can sound their best. The results are amazing. I've checked out this shop for a long time. In fact, I highly recommend going to their website and checking out their shop because they're always updating new guitars that they get, that they get in and are overhauled. And I've always kind of wondered, what do they sound like on the other end? Well, they posted something on Instagram that has Hans Otto playing a, let me see a 1920s Stella guitar. This thing sounds ridiculous you've got to hear it this is hans otto playing an overhauled stella from the 1920s shows back i showed you a howard Feng guitar michael watts had posted some photos of it and it was is jaw-droppingly beautiful it is a stunning instrument and my question after seeing the pictures was man i bet that thing sounds awesome i wonder how it sounds well turns out it does indeed sound awesome and you get to hear it in the hands of none other than michael watts so here is michael watts playing the howard Feng modified dreadnought <laughs> Okay, with that, let's just take a pause from the news. We're gonna see what the TAC family is working on today. Every single week within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, the TAC family rotates through the five essential skills that help you learn songs fast. On Mondays, there's a Technique Challenge, Tuesdays, a Guitar Lick Challenge, Wednesdays, an Improvisation Challenge, Thursdays, a Rhythm Guitar Challenge, and Fridays, a Chord Transition Challenge. Today is Tuesday. They are working on a Guitar Lick, and here it is. Your Tuesday TAC Guitar Lick Challenge is named Snow Covered Hills, and it sounds like this. So there's something really important about this lick, something that I think will impact your playing significantly, whether you learn this note for note or not. Don't worry, we'll get into the specifics of this lick. Uh, but first, TAC Fam, if you do wanna learn this note for note exactly like I played it, uh, please log in. This is your daily challenge for today. Click on start challenge, that'll take you to the teaching video. Once you're through with that, move to the play along video. Go ahead and adjust it to a speed that's comfortable for you and don't forget to click on that tab icon in the lower right hand corner. This way you can have the tab right next to the video, see both things at once. You could put one eye on the tab, one eye on the video just like a chameleon anyways this lick actually stems from the song landslide fleetwood mac classic song great finger picking song um and this is actually a piece of the melody tied into the main theme loosely this is not a note for note thing this is a a lick based on the melody inspired by the melody and what i want you to gain from this lick is understanding how impactful space is. A way to truly emote. You know, I think as, as guitar players, we always have this sense of urgency. We always have this sense of obligation. And I'm, I'm talking really about myself here to include all the notes that we can. If we have space, we feel this sense of responsibility to fill it up, right? If you take a different approach, if you actually say, okay, I'm actually going to let a note ring, maybe through an entire measure. It has a distinct impact on how the listener hears the song. It has a distinct impact on how you are able to emote. It's an incredibly powerful tool in your tool chest. When I was first playing this, I got to that long sustained note. And it's almost as if you may have thought, Oh, the lick's over, but then I come in with the slide, right? And it just shows that we're continuing on, but it automatically, even as a player, it kind of puts you at ease. It puts the listener at ease like, Oh, we're going on this journey. So space is incredibly powerful. Now, uh, the specifics of this lick, this is really taken, as I mentioned, from the melody of landslide, uh, rather inspired by the melody from landslide. And I'm gonna go ahead and play the main theme, play this lick and then come back to the main theme. So you can see how it kind of falls into the finger picking world. It's a nice way to break the pattern of finger picking, add some space and then come back to the pattern. So let me go ahead and play it slowly so you can see it in that context. there you can kind of see it in context and one of the beautiful things about this i guess there's two now that i'm talking about it um quick story about the fingernails here in just a little bit um in case you're wondering uh now that i'm thinking through this there's actually two pieces of the pie here two pieces of the puzzle that i want to share with you and some things that i want you to take to your own playing your own guitar journey and apply you know elsewhere uh, first and foremost, I guess there's three things. First and foremost, being able to pull a melody from a song, pull pieces of a melody from a song, play them in a guitar solo or a guitar lick is just one of the, about one of the most tasty things you can do as a guitar player. It's very additive to the song. It really complements the song and, of course, acknowledges the song. So there's one thing. The second thing is the utilization of space here. Space is something that is so powerful and that I encourage you to try and add to your playing. Try your best to exercise restraint. You know, the the, the perfect storm ends up being, you learn a scale, you go ahead and play that scale against a backing track, and like I said, there's this sense of obligation, there's this sense of urgency to fill all the space. So I'm telling you right now, next time you're encountered with that scenario, or next time rather you encounter that scenario, um, try your best best to take a breath, try your best to take a breath and see if you can add some space and be comfortable with it. It'll take some getting used to, but I think you'll find it to be an incredibly powerful tool as I alluded to before. And then lastly, one of the things that makes this lick work that makes this approach work is that we're starting with a finger picking pattern we're moving from that finger-picking pattern, utilizing single notes and space, and then coming back to that finger-picking pattern. So something like this is a great way to interrupt that pattern in such a way that the focus is on the single notes, the focus is on the space, and then allows you that platform to go back to the standard pattern. So just a couple of things to think about, maybe add to your guitar journey, your own guitar playing. One of the things that I think is a lesson that I continually learn is as I mentioned, how powerful space is. So always think, do I have to be playing right now? Or can I lay back? There's no rule that says we have to be playing 100% of the time while we're playing a song or while we're playing a solo. So keep that in mind wherever you're playing, be it a song alone in your room or jamming with some friends. It has been a while indeed, but we're going to check out a guitar signal from one of our very own Acoustic Tuesday viewers right here, right now. This guitar Guitarsenal comes from Jim Ross of Mineral Bluff, Georgia, and here's what he says. I couldn't fit me in the picture, but I did make sure my guitar Guitarsenal shirt is on display. Going from left to right, starting with the top row, we have a PRS P20 and a Kala Ukulele. On the couch is a Taylor 114CE, which was a present from his wife, a Taylor 214CE Deluxe, and a Taylor T5S. The bottom row, we have a Gibson J45, another present from his wife, a Takamini EG523SC12, a Gretsch 2024T, a FERC Vintage 2OMSR, an Ibanez AF95FM, a Martin Nylon String Backpacker, backpacker, and last but not least, my Takamine EG334RC, another present from my wife. She bought me this one brand new 25 years ago. Obviously, she is an amazing woman and I am a very fortunate man. This year we celebrate our 46th anniversary. FYI, because I had all of them out of their cases, I played each one of them for at least 10 minutes. As always, be nice and play guitar. Jim, thank you so much for sharing your guitar signal with us. Three gifts, three guitar gifts from your wife, my oh my that is a top guitar geek spouse right there top guitar geek spouse that that's a that is a very high bar to set So uh, cheers to you guys and your 46 years of wedded bliss and clearly guitar-infused wedded bliss. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on. actually, before we move on to the news segment, uh, the final news segment here. If you're thinking, hey, Jim's got a cool guitar signal, I have a cool guitar signal as well. My spouse is a a top guitar geek spouse. They've given me gifts. Uh, Go ahead and submit your guitar signal just like Jim did. First and foremost, order yourself a guitar signal shirt. The link's right in the description below. And by the way, all the proceeds from the guitar signal shirts, go directly to Guitars for Vets. The second step is to take a picture amongst all of your guitars with your shirt on, or in this case, Jim chose to uh, sub himself out in lieu of just having the shirt present. That's totally fine. And then submit it using the link in the description as well. And I'll feature your guitar signal on an upcoming Acoustic Tuesday show. Okay, on to the second round of news. And I'm going to kick things off with something that just came up. I was, uh, (laughs) as all the news stories start, right, surfing Instagram. And I saw that Seth, from Buffalo Kin, whom I've featured before on the show, is actually selling one of his guitars, his parlor-sized slot headstock guitar. I'm gonna read you the description, um, and I don't normally, I I, I wanna be clear here, I don't normally uh, sell other people's guitars on the show, but this guitar is a special one, and when I heard it in the little snippet of a Jolene video that he shot uh, and posted some uh, some while back, I'll, in fact, I'll, I'll show it to you here in just a bit, um, I was stunned by the sound of this guitar, the responsiveness of it in uh, in particular, because I don't think Seth plays all that heavy, and this guitar was just blasting out sound. It's a Carrie Char L00 Adirondack Spruce Top Rosewood back and sides slot head. So very Gibson L00-ish, and uh, man, it just sounds awesome. Uh, it's on reverb, I'll go ahead and show you the the listing right now, and then um it, it, you know while you're checking it out, maybe you're opening a new tab right now, checking out the guitar. Um, let's go ahead and listen to it. Here's that clip of Seth playing Jolene on this very guitar. Jo-
1: jo- jo-
0: Next up, a dynamic duo indeed. Tommy Emmanuel and Billy Strings, caught red-handed in the studio together playing the song, Black Mountain Rag. This is awesome. I recommend you check out the entire video. We're only gonna look at a small piece of it right now, but it will blow your doors off, knock your socks off, and um, uh, put some salt in your margarita. I don't know. It's pretty awesome, check it out. Once in a while, somebody explains something, usually with a metaphor, and it just clicks. It seems to just register. Tony Rice did that very thing for me in describing rhythm. You've got to hear him say this because I cannot paraphrase it good enough. It is so awesome, and it just made things feel perfect for me. It just just made sense. So here's Tony Rice talking about rhythm.
2: But the, uh, was a- accurate description of playing time in, in a, uh, in a band, any kind of format, musical format where the time is supposed to breathe, he used the analogy of a of a freight train running down a rail at a constant speed, and in the box in the boxcar is a hobo. Mm-hmm. All right, the train going at a constant speed represents what we think of as metronomic time, but if you if you think of the hobo in the boxcar as representing the beat, then the hobo is free to move from one end of the car to the other uh-huh. while the train is moving at a constant velocity. Hmm. And so that applies to music. Um, you, can, you can analyze, if you really analyze any, say, say a typical piece of bluegrass music, uh, like an old standard, then from one soloist to the next, you're going to see that the distance between notes or the distance between beats can vary very radically. Yeah. Uh, there's a constant speeding up, slowing down, speeding up and slowing down. And the listener doesn't perceive that as such, that that's going on. But it, but it is very much going on.
0: Two more nuggets of news for you, and the first one is a quick one. The most recent issue of Premier Guitar is their acoustic issue, and who's on the cover? None other than Molly Tuttle and Billy Strings, who are actually interviewed in that issue. So make sure to check that out, pick up a copy for yourself, put it on the coffee table, read it, Send it to your next guitar geek buddy. I don't know. Make sure to check out that issue of the magazine. And then lastly, uh, the folks at Beard Guitars just released a new line of instruments called the Trailhead line. And you've gotta hear these things. You've gotta see them. They are a sight to behold, a sound to be heard, and they are, um, well, more on them here in just a moment. First, let's listen to Andy Hall play a Trailhead maple square neck. It took everything in me to not start digging into the specs of those guitars, talking about all the options, how they sound, etc. cetera. And I just, I, well, I just can't do that. I don't have time. I've got to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today, but first we're gonna take a sneak peek into next week. And guess what's happening on next week's show? next week we're going to talk about the beard trailhead series in depth i have a guitar here in the studio i'm going to play it for you you're going to get to hear it i'm going to talk about the specs all the options that you have and i'm going to share with you my true thoughts on the beard trailhead series that's happening next week on the acoustic tuesday show remember you can catch acoustic tuesday every single tuesday at 10 a.m mountain time and before i let you go please do remember this your guitar success however you define it for yourself is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for sharing your valuable time with me and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers to you, be nice and play guitar.